Are you new to the indie publishing world? Do you want to know if self-publishing is right for you? You've come to the right place, where you'll find tips, tricks, and the answers to the questions you've always had about writing, marketing, and self-publishing. Welcome to the Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author with me, Lynn Howard. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author. Uh, I don't even know what episode we're on. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of contemplating taking the summer off because your girl has started another endeavor and it's summertime. And this is when all the things happen. I swear, bad things and good things. I don't know what it is about the summer times for me, but all the chaos starts in the summer. So today we're talking about. Writing is not all about the words. I know it sounds crazy when I say writing is not all about writing the words. Now, my girl, my lovely assistant, Genevieve, who practically runs my life for me, helped me out with all this because, you know, you get these ideas in your head and you're trying to, how am I going to uh, articulate said ideas, right? Because you know, I could ramble all day long, but would it make sense? I'd be chasing rabbits. So yeah, she kind of helped me script this. So thanks, Genevieve. I know you're listening and watching because she edits these videos for you guys for YouTube because I was going to give up on YouTube. She said you guys still wanted to see me. So here I am. Okay. So here are a few things that we as authors need to remember. We need to get better at remembering. I'm one of those. Again, I'm all about y'all learning from my mistakes, right? I make mistakes just like everybody else. 75% of our job as authors is, yes, writing the words, putting the words on the paper, on the screen, however you choose to write. 25% of the writing process is actually stepping away from the keyboard. And I have a list here of uber, uber important things. All right, the first, and to me, the most important is self-care. I had an epiphany recently, and I talked about it um, in the last podcast. Productivity does not define our self-worth. Because I was constantly trying to work, 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 work. And then, you know, Monday through Friday is when I do this job for me, you know, the podcast and the writing and the marketing and all that stuff. I decided the weekends were going to be my days off. Problem is, on the weekends, I was then doing a thousand things around the house. I was running my errands. I was painting cabinets. I started redoing my whole house because, you know, the kids are gone now. So I can have a pretty house again. So I'm painting this entire house. I wasn't resting. I wasn't taking time for myself. So self-care is imperative. It is imperative as an author because your brain will burn out. Burnout is very real. It happens to professional authors like the big name authors will burn out just as quickly as those of us, you know, self-pubbers, indies, small, middle grade. We can all burn out. It is very real. Taking time off from writing. That can be something as simple as taking a walk. Walk around your block, walk around your yard, go to the park, um, go for a walk in the rain, she wrote for me. I agree with that. If that's not the most romantic thing, and, and if you go back to your childhood playing in puddles, why don't we play in puddles anymore? Why don't we go out and splash in puddles anymore? Do you know when my kids were little, I'd roll down the hill with them? 
yeah, yeah, you itch a little bit afterwards, but man, that used to be so fun. Um, play with your pets. I will lay on the floor sometimes and just snuggle with my babies or on the couch. You guys have seen the picture on YouTube. Those of you listening, you have to go watch it on YouTube, but the pictures of all three of them just stretched out on mama. Um, let's see. Watching your favorite television show, which, uh, what are we watching? We're actually not watching any TV shows. Sorry, Jen. I know she wanted me watching Supernatural, but I usually do that when my husband is out. He's not been out much lately because just hasn't been out much lately. Um, eating a snack, a piece of cake, whatever self-care and taking a break looks like to you. Um, do what rejuvenates your mind and soul. You know, I like to sit out with my coffee. Oh, it looks like it's going to rain again. I like to sit outside with my coffee first thing in the morning. No podcast, no music, no phone conversations, nothing. That's how I like to start my day. Obviously, I can't do it in the winter and I can't do it when it's raining, but that's what I enjoy, um, how I, I reset for the day. Because, you know, the first thing I do when I get up is I've got to take care of the animals, letting animals in and out, taking my vitamins, my medications, feeding cats, because I do have an outside and an inside cat. So as soon as I hit my feet hit the floor, I hit the floor running. So then once that's all taken care of, just sit there for a second. I reflect on what I need to do for the day. I might have my notebook out there with me, jot down some notes of what I need to do for the day. Now, for those watching the YouTube video, you have seen that a lot of times I will actually sit at the coffee table or the kitchen table and write notes. But that's what I do to start my day, to rejuvenate my day. And I do believe in a reset every day, and I do believe in resting if you're not able to pick and choose a single day, um, at least try for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Because again, writing isn't literally all about writing. And I know I preach about writing every day, but there's a limit, even for myself. Even I have a limit. Um, but see, here's the thing. If I tell you to write every day, that doesn't literally mean sitting down at your laptop and writing every single day. Um, interacting with people. I'm an introvert. <laughs> I'm an introvert. People think I'm an extrovert because I can talk to anyone. I'm a people person or I'm personable, I guess. Um, extroverted introvert, if you will. But interacting with people is actually healthy and it is good for your soul and it's good for your writing. Because how else are you going to find all the different personalities, all the different, you know, physicalities of the human beings that make up this planet? We do not all look like me with the salt and pepper and the red. I call myself a brindle right now because it's like brown with gray and red. I'm looking a little red right now. Let's turn this light up. With the pale skin and the freckles, we all look different. We all behave differently. So it is extremely important to get out there to witness the other types of personalities. But it is also important to interact with people because all we do as writers is spend time alone. And we talk to our make-believe characters. Um, that's not healthy. There's been a lot of times where I've had really, really hardcore writing days and I'm talking like a 10,000 plus writing day and my husband gets home and I'm so cashed out that I don't want to actually speak to another human being. Not healthy. <laughs> it is not healthy. You need that human interaction 
I mean, if you need to go to Starbucks and just say good morning to the barista, so be it. We have to, we have to have human interaction, period. She wrote, even fantasies have to have some semblance of realism to draw your readers in, a connection. So put on the pants, walk out the front door and get out there, which by the way, is one of my issues is having to put on big girl pants. I want to wear my pajama pants every day. God, Jen, I love your notes. They are just on fire. So one of my editor's favorite words is research. Research is a humongous aspect of writing. No matter how much you know about a certain topic, there's always more to know. And you know, they always tell us, write what we know, write what we know. Um, I call bullshit on that because each of us know a lot in our own, in our own little worlds. Sorry, guys, about the creek. I had to nudge a dog that was snoring behind me. We all know a lot in our own little worlds, but we still don't know everything. And honestly, if we only wrote what we know, books would be boring. Do you really think the author of Hunger Games knew about that world? I'm sure she probably, he, I actually, I'm sorry, I don't know whether the author is male or female. I've never actually read the book. I have seen the movies. I'm sure they they researched different types of monarchies and hierarchies and all these things um, and combined what she had, she or he had learned. There are medical romance books. They're not written by doctors. I'm sure there are some, but you don't have to be a doctor to write a medical romance is what I'm telling you. You do not have to work in a bodyguard company, you know, a self-protection company to write a bodyguard romance. Research is gold. Research is gold. It is gold. Maybe you need to research your character's profession. Maybe you need to research police procedures. I actually, from TV, um, I am fortunate to say that I have not been a victim of um, SA. I'm going to say SA because of, you know, censoring. Um, But because of TV and movies, the, the people always get rushed to the hospital. So I just assumed that if you're a victim of SA, you get rushed to the hospital and you're in the bed and you're in there for days. I didn't know. So I actually contacted um, a police officer friend. I have another series out there, uh, Department of Demon Elimination, and they're their own police force and they fight demons and all this good stuff. Again, I conferred with several of my police officer friends on procedures. It's called research. And if you don't have someone you can ask in your own personal life, there are so many websites. There are so many, you know, outlets out there that you can find the information needed um, for the research you're looking for. Maybe you need to research a location. My Most of my books are set in either St. Louis or, or Cedar Hill, which is where I live now. Um, I've read books that are based in Ireland or Scotland, and the person has neither visited nor lived in um, either of those locations. Or maybe Stephen King, you know, he's got a fictional town in Maine, but you got to know Maine's climate, right? So if you don't live in Maine or New England or, you know, wherever, you might need to research the location um, for where your story is set in. As you're researching, these things become more real. They become more real in your head. They become more real in your writing. So the readers are able to actually submerge themselves in this world that you've built. You know, um, they can see the the surrounding. They can see the location. They can see, you know, the doctor walking through the hallway tending to their patients. 
if it's real to you when you're writing it, if it feels real to you when you're writing it, it will feel real to the readers as well. My next one, read. Read, 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 read lots of books. I saw a thing on TikTok recently, and I don't know if this guy's trolling or being funny or what, but successful, rich, and intelligent people like myself don't have time to read. And again, I think it might be trolling. I think I think he's being funny. Anybody with any success reads. Whether you're reading nonfiction books on the craft, whether you're reading books in the genre that you write, whether you're reading books outside the genre that you write, reading is fundamental, you know? And by the way, that can also be part of your rest. It can be part of your resetting. You know, you you get tired and you don't want to do anything. You don't want to write. You don't want to research. Sit down and read. Not only is it relaxing you, but it's filling your cup your creative cup, it's filling your your peace cup, your happiness, your joy cup. You need to keep that well filled at all times. Um, I tend to read in bed. I know some people say not to do that. My book is at my phone. My app is on my phone. It's actually set on the nightlight setting so that the blue light is gone because I'm on my greens. I dim the phone down and then I read until I can't focus anymore. That is how I shut my brain down to go to sleep at night. Others, you know, some people can sit on the couch and read for hours and stay focused on that. And that is beautiful. I can do that too. But that's how I shut my brain down to go to sleep. Otherwise, my brain just goes and goes and goes and goes because that's just who I am. A little ADHD in there and a little overthinking and neurotic. But I read until I can't focus anymore. Um, people say they don't have time to read. Put a, a, the, the, either put the app on your phone, because we all have our phones with us, or put a book in your car. Are you waiting in line for your kids at the pickup? Read. Are you in the doctor's waiting room? Read. Are you standing in line at the post office? Read. And yes, I do these things. When I'm sitting waiting for the doctor, I'm reading my book on my phone. If I'm in line at the DMV, I'm reading my book on my phone. I read every chance I get. I just told you I read in bed too, but if you remember right, I also told you I read two to three books a week at times because I love to read. I will read the back of a cereal box. I don't care. But there's no such thing as no time to read. If you're, listen, TMI, we all use the bathroom. We all use the bathroom. I don't care if it's two or three minutes. You can read in those two or three minutes. I feel like a man, 45 minutes. Everybody has time to read, even if it's only a paragraph. But to become a better writer, you do have to continue to read. Now, this is my final tip. You sit down to write. You're staring at the screen, that cursor, that, that cursor, let's say, call it a curse, cursed cursor. It's just blinking at you and it's blinking at you. Now, you can sit there and let your frustration grow. Or like I do and my editor can vouch for me. I get up and walk away. I get up, I take a break. I let my brain do something mundane. Um, wash the dishes, vacuum the floor, do the laundry, sit outside on the porch with my dogs, you know, garden. I have to go weed the garden, do something not writing related. And I will even say at this point, if you're so frustrated that you don't know where to move on, your brain is not even going to let you function on the, the, researching part. Feel free to go read for enjoyment, 
but step away from the laptop because if you force a story out, guess how that's going to read to your readers? Forced. And I know this because I've read some where you tell they're just trying to put out the words and it comes out exactly like that. Like they just needed the book to end real quick and they just, you know, same with movies. We've all seen the movies, right? Where they just end the movie and it makes no sense. It's like they didn't know what else to do with it. If you force yourself to continue writing when the words aren't coming or you're tired, you're frustrated, you're hungry, maybe you're heart sick over a loss, it's going to come out forced. Get up, stop doing what you're doing, walk away, paint your walls, play with your dog, you know, call a friend, walk away from your manuscript. It's okay. Again, I know, I know I preach about writing every day, but I need to be more specific when I say that. Writing is not all about typing words on the screen. 75% of it is, maybe even 70% of it is writing, actual typing. But a huge chunk of it is doing the research. It is resting. It is people watching. And you know what? You can even get inspiration from TV shows. You know, I need a rest. I'm going to go watch TV. An idea might hit you. And it has. It has before to me where I'll see a scene and it never, it's never ever related to what I see in the movie or the TV show. But some kind of an idea will always hit me and I'll pull up my notes on my phone because I always forget to carry a notebook with me when I go downstairs. But I pull up the notes on my phone, I type it out real quick. And then later on, you know, I'll elaborate on it. I've got the notes right there. I can go check them out. There's inspiration everywhere, but you have to rest. You have to read. And if you're stuck, walk away, step away, let your brain re-reset itself. So that's what I have for you guys this week. I will see you next week. I think I might be going on vacation for the summer. I have not decided. I was going to wait until the end of summer because I have a big um, convention coming up in September. But I'm thinking about because of this new endeavor that I'm diving literally feet first into, I might be taking a vacation this summer, but I'll let you guys know closer to time whether I do or not. So until next week, I'll see you guys. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of A Hot Mess Writer's Life, Help for the Indie Author, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And I'd love if you'd leave a review. See y'all next time.